the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, October the 17th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On October 17, 1933, Albert Einstein arrived in the United States. He was a refugee from Nazi Germany. Today in 1610, French King Louis the uh, Thirteenth, rather, excuse me, Louis the Thirteenth. He was nine years old. He was crowned five months after the assassination of his father, Henry the Fourth. Nine years old. I bet he ruled with more wisdom than some people I know that are in the highest elected office in America today. Today in 1777, British forces surrendered to American troops in Saratoga, New York. That was a turning point in the Revolutionary War. Today in 1910, poet Julia Ward Howe, she, among other things, wrote the lyrics or the words to the Battle Hymn of the Republic. She died in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. She was 91 years old. The story behind that very quickly is that she and her husband were in Washington, D.C. on business, and she looked out the window of their hotel room, and she could see the campfires burning there at night. It mentions that in the in the words of the Battle Hymn of the Republic, as you may know. And uh, the troops were gathering there at in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol to, in the run-up to the, uh, the, the Civil War, and she saw their campfires out there, made reference to them in the words there, but it was a great, a great poem that became a song, and it became kind of the battle cry for that time. But mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored and so on. Today in 1931, mobster Al Capone, he was convicted in Chicago of income tax evasion. They couldn't get him on the things they wanted to get him on, so they got him on that. He was sentenced to 11 years in prison, but he was released in 1939. That would have been, what, eight years. Today in 1966, the TV game show The Hollywood Squares premiered on NBC. Today in 1973, Arab oil-producing nations announced they would begin cutting back oil exports in Western nations and Japan. The result was a total embargo that lasted until March of 1974. I remember that well. I think many of you do as as well. We were in, living in Los Angeles at the time. There was a little um, a little gas station not far from the church. It was actually closer to the to the uh, to the studios there in uh, in in Hollywood in in North Hollywood actually, and uh, they they never seemed to run out of gasoline and all the other places there in the area. I think it was that way in the Northwest here as well, but at the time, but all the other places just didn't have enough gas, but we could go down. There was this one little station that never seemed to run out. I don't know. It was thought of the story in the Bible of the jars of oil that didn't run out. But 
Anyway, um, remember that well. It was just li- you were living day to day to even know if you were going to have gasoline for your cars. But it's reminiscent. I mean, it, it, it reminds me of what's happening today. The same policies are be- being put in place by this administration and the same results. We're getting the same results as we did back in those days. Uh, Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden are not that different. I mean, they're very much the same. Jimmy Carter was, I think, more aware of what he was saying most of the time than maybe our current president, but very, very much the same. It's interesting, and it's frightening, for sure. Today in 1979, Mother Teresa was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. With it came, I think it's a million dollars that the recipient gets when they get that award. On September the 27th, I wrote in our Faith and Freedom Daily column that we write and publish every weekday morning, and I talked about on this radio program the fact that Mark Hauk, a devout Catholic, a father of seven, had been arrested by a team of 15 to 20 authorities. They showed up at his house about 7 o'clock in the morning to arrest him for an incident that a judge had already thrown out of court. You remember that. We talked about it. At, at length and extensively on this program. At the, on that day, I suggested that Christians, specifically pro-life Christians, should expect more of the same, of that kind of thing in the coming days. I see a growing trend of hostility toward Christianity, and I talked about it on the, on the 27th. Sadly, I'm reporting to you this morning, it's happening. Reports show that 11 more pro-life activists have been arrested last week by armed FBI agents, all for various charges, but all related to the advocacy for life at abortion clinics. All of it. You have to ask yourself, is the Justice Department seeking to frighten and intimidate Christians? I think the answer is becoming pretty clear. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that this morning. I'll come back to that in a moment. New York Post has a story this morning that I found interesting. It gives you a smile, but it's a concerned smile. New York Post insists, they say Biden insists the U.S. economy is strong as H-E-L-L as he munches an ice cream cone. (laughs) This is the New York Post. says President Joe Biden apparently got brain freeze during a pit stop at an Oregon ice cream parlor over the weekend and forgot about the millions of Americans suffering financially when asked about the economy. I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. Someone asked him about the economy. He said, I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Well, perhaps he should pay a little more attention to this country rather than the rest of the world. He, as, as far as I know, he's not president of the world. He's president of the United States due to an election that we had, whether or not the election was legit and had integrity. But does that, he said, does that make sense? No, not really, Joe. It doesn't make sense. The commander-in-chief, the New York Post says, was talking to reporters on Saturday. They were questioning him about worries that the U.S. dollar's surging strength is accelerating the rise of international inflation. Biden, the New York Post says, who is 79 years old, replied, Our economy is strong as H-E-L-L, as he munched on a waffle cone of Baskin-Robbins chocolate chip ice cream. 
That pretty well sums up this presidency. I mean, honestly, he's in denial. He makes statements that aren't true. Not just that statement, but all kinds of statements, repeatedly. And there is a segment or a section of the of the culture of our society that hears that stuff and they don't they're not informed and they don't know that it's not true or they never hear the rebuttal or they never hear or see his retraction and he does make a lot of retractions they walk back they use the term walk back all the time they walk back his statements or he'll say something then the white house press people will come out and say, well, what he really meant, and then they'll say something entirely different because they know he was totally wrong in what he said. And that just happens repeatedly. It's becoming the norm. And so between not hearing the walk back or not being informed, there's a a large group of people in America, unfortunately, that are pretty well uninformed, and they don't quite get what's going on. However, The light is being turned on, and there is a growing awareness that something is very, very wrong with our leadership in America. This uh, representative, I'll come back to that in a moment, but this representative, Abigail Spanberger, she's a Democrat in Virginia. She's afraid to debate the Republican challenger. Um, This Yesel Vega, I think this is the way you pronounce her name, After joining a lawmaker pushing to jail parents who do not affirm children's transgender identities. So this, the Democrat in Virginia has aligned herself uh, as a, she's a representative, a congresswoman. She has aligned herself with the people there, the Democrats, who are the people. That's where the big blow up was about the school board and indoctrination of kids and Glenn Youngkin, very highly qualified guy and a pretty devout Christian, he and his wife, very successful in business and so on, ran. Nobody knew him. They, I mean, outside of just, you know, his circle of friends. But nobody knew him much. But when they got acquainted with him, they elected him over a going to win for sure Democrat in Virginia. Well, some of the people that were aligned with those folks and still are now are having problems. So this one, this Abigail Spanberger, is afraid to debate her challenger, her Republican challenger. In a statement on Sunday, Vega said yesterday, Vega said that Spanberger suddenly pulled out of the scheduled debate, noting that it came right after she took a beating in conservative media for transgender extremism. These people won't quit. They're obsessed with destroying and and taking charge of our kids, our children. And they go on and on about this. The reports of Abigail dropping out of this week's debate, she said, are disappointing. She said, our campaign has done nothing but accommodating, literally agreeing to every Spanberger request without objection. Abigail is scared to answer why the supporters and the extreme anti-apparent agenda is important to her. And she's right. They don't want to answer because there is no real acceptable answer. It's a it, it, it's an obsession, almost a possession, that these people kind of get into, into a zone, and they really apparently think what they're doing is the right thing, or they're just so obsessed with this that they don't know right from wrong. They don't know up from down. And that's what's happening in it. So this... Democrat is trying to set it, set it out until the election uh, soon uh, 
so that she won't have to answer the questions that are obvious. And that's one case, but that's happening in Virginia as we speak. I would be pretty sure that it's happening elsewhere as well. NBC News this morning is doing their part. They came out with a headline. Their headline says, quote, NBC News this morning about three hours ago, the U.S. has never had a lesbian governor. And the subtitle says, these two women could change that. Massachusetts Attorney General Mara Healey and former Oregon House Speaker Tina Kotek hope to become the nation's first lesbian governors. And that is their lead story today. What's the matter with us? Is that now what this country is about? In the minds of the left it is. And I want to tell you, if you're a Christian, if you have accepted Christ as your Savior, you believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God, and you're out there voting for these people, shame on you. How do you rectify that in your own spirit before God? This is not a political talk that I'm giving. This is from the heart, from a pastor's heart, and it's about what's going on in this nation. How do 7 and 8 million people vote for these kinds of people in national elections? And fewer, but still many, in state elections. And justify that before God. And call themselves, well, I'm part of the progressive, I'm a progressive Christian. Boy, you better be careful with that, because... I'll tell you, there's a there's a point of becoming very answerable to God, and I believe God's going to hold us accountable for those kinds of that kind of thinking. I'm not talking about Republican and Democrat. I'm talking about life and death and hell and eternity and all of that. God is not pleased with that, and we've gotten to a point now where there's millions people who identify as a Christian. We have one in the White House, in the Oval Office, but they identify as Christians, and yet they embrace these deadly, demonic kinds of policies. We need to be careful with that. So NBC News is out there doing their thing this morning. They're hoping to kind of revive these two women who are losing. Interestingly enough, I haven't been following the Massachusetts um, governor's race, but I have been paying attention to the one in Oregon, and I'll tell you this. Um, uh, <laughs> it looks like the they started out with this uh, Tina Kotek, who was a former House Speaker, State House Speaker, uh, a shoe-in. Oh, going to win, no problem. Republicans never win in Oregon, and so on. And they haven't been, but uh, nor have they in Washington. But all of a sudden, the polls are consistently showing a Christian, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment woman, mother of two or three, four kids. I don't know. they got several kids, she and her husband. And smart. She's a smart politician. Is leading in the polls. A Republican. We'll see what happens. But I'll tell you, there is an awakening. There is a turning on of the lights. Parents are rallying behind a mother who blasted a Southern California school district for its plans to host a family-friendly Halloween drag show. That's how they that's how they promoted this thing. This school, it's in San Diego, school uh, school district. She says the mother, very well spoken, 
The mother said she that this all of this nonsense amounts to pimping out our kids in an already hypersexualized culture. A video of this at the school board meeting the other day has gone viral over the weekend. It's all over on social media. Her name is Brittany Mayer. She is involved with a Christian-based parental rights group called Rooted Wings. But the uh, school uh, there where her kids are is is Encinitas Union uh, School District. And it was at their board meeting, San Diego County. And she's accusing them of acting as groomers and activist pimps for this boobash that they were calling it. This drag queen show planned for the Saturday before Halloween. Fox is reporting on it this morning, and others are reporting on it this morning. So the story's getting out there. But she said to the school board, and I'm quoting her, she said, What is it about a grown man costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out and wearing a miniskirt barely covering his twerking uh, behind with duct tape on his front while spreading his fishnetted legs as he writhes on the ground, grinding his groin next to a minor, family-friendly. Boy, that video has gone. <laughs> Every parent can identify with that. and that's, uh, I, I realize that's crass, but it's true. That's what's going on. Day after day across this nation, that's what they're doing to your children in public education and libraries, and wherever they can get access to these kids. It is like, it is like a, a, a demonic possession. They pursue these children. They are relentless. They will not back off until they are forced to take their hands off the kids. It is that bad. A closer look, parents are discovering that these drag queen shows this one in particular that she was talking about in San Diego County, it, it, their school district, was sponsored not by the school district, but by a San Francisco gender reassignment surgery center. Big bucks for operating on these little kids who are confused about their sexuality. They have gender dysphoria. They need help. They don't need surgeries for thousands of dollars. But these people don't care. They want the money, and they don't care if the child is ruined for life. It's that bad, and that's what's going on. So this Gender Reassignment Surgery Center was the one behind this, and they were working in cooperation with a popular homosexual nightclub. Those of you who advocate and vote for leftist politicians and leftist policies. God help us. You need to think that through. You need to pray about that. The Bible says in Psalm 127, verse 3, you've heard this a, a million times if you've listened or read the Bible. Children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. How much more plain can God be and why do we keep electing people who advocate? Joe Biden, if he said one time, he said a, a hundred times. To all of you transgenders out there, I have your back. With any respect for the office, Mr. President, they don't need your back. They need help. They don't need to be enabled. They need to be helped. 
And there is help for them. And it begins with a spiritual, with a spiritual help. There is help. Boy, that angers me. I can't tell you. It's righteous anger. I want it to be righteous anger. But boy, that bothers me. Eleven more pro-life activists have been arrested. Eleven more since we talked about it on this program. The attorney for one of the 11 pro-life activists arrested by armed FBI agents accused the Justice Department on Tuesday of seeking to frighten and intimidate Christians with their recent campaign targeting anti-abortion protesters, pro-life people. Paul Vaughn is 55. He's been arrested at his farmhouse in Centerville, Tennessee. He's charged with violating the same thing that we talked about back on the 27th of September, of violating the freedom of access to clinic entrances. The acronym is FACE, F-A-C-E. That's an act that stems from a March 2021 pro-life demonstration outside of an abortion facility in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. This is the same charge that was leveled against the guy I was talking about back in September. This Mark Houck, he's the father of seven. He wrote about, we wrote about it in September, and we talked about it on this, <clears throat> on this program. Steve Crampton, he's the uh, Thomas Morse Society senior counsel. He called the arrest of Mr. Vaughn in front of his wife and seven of his 11 children, quote, yet another attempt on the part of the Biden Department of Justice to frighten and intimidate Christians and committed pro-life advocates. We believe the evidence will show that Paul did not violate the FACE Act, and we look forward to a chance to prove that in court, Crampton says. I believe they will prove that. But in the meantime... President Biden, Merrick Garland, the AG, are yucking it up and laughing. That's where we are. Eleven activists came with the Biden administration invoking the access law to ensure abortion availability in the aftermath of the Supreme Court's June 24 decision in Dobbs versus Jackson. Biden sharply criticized that, as you'll recall, it was a 6-3 to three decision, vowing to employ his administration's assets to protect abortion access. He's now doing that. He remembered that he said that, amazingly. Apparently, this is his action in keeping his promise to those who want to kill unwanted, unborn children. This Mia Cathal, she's a, a writer. I, I'm not sure who she writes for, but I noticed a, a post on Twitter. She said, one of the pro-life leaders targeted by Biden's DOJ sent me footage of the early morning FBI raid on his family home. Paul Vaughn was placed in handcuffs by armed FBI agents in front of his children just before school drop-off. And she puts a video up, and I put it in an article that I wrote today on our website, Faith and Freedom. Dot US. You can check that out if you want to. I also included pictures of not all of the 11, but I was able to get eight of them and just pictures of them. They're ordinary folks, just like all the rest of us. They're going about their day. They believe deeply in life. They believe that Jesus actually said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And they were doing their part. They were doing what God, they feel God called them to do. And then this, their own government. Oh, it's happened before, but we've never seen this in America. And now it's coming to visit our communities, our families, our school districts. 
The Thomas More Society put this statement out over the weekend. In an eerily familiar video, the wife of 55-year-old Paul Vaughn captured armed FBI agents, guns drawn, swarming the property of the family Centerville, Tennessee farmhouse, frightening her children, dragging her husband away. Thomas More Society attorneys are defending Vaughn against alleged violations of the Federal Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. That's at FACE, commonly known as FACE. The Biden Department of Justice, I'm still quoting the Thomas More Society, the Biden Department of Justice claims that Vaughn, the president of Tennessee personhood, is guilty of conspiracy, quote, conspiracy against rights secured by the FACE Act, as well as violating the FACE Act itself, even though he never obstructed anyone. The U.S. Attorney's Office of the Middle District of Tennessee indicted Vaughn and six others for conspiracy and additionally four other individuals for committing the FACE Act violations. Prosecution of these 11 advocates result uh, from an incident that occurred over a year and a half ago in March of 2021, which consisted of nothing more than a peaceful pro-life witness at an abortion facility in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. This heavy-handed Department of Justice FBI raid comes less than two weeks after the one that I was talking about on this program. The Mount Juliet incident for which Vaughn was seized, consisted of several pro-life advocates. They were sitting in a hallway outside of an abortion clinic. They were singing Christian hymns. They were reading scripture, and they were praying. And that is now obstructing abortion. If you sing, if you read aloud scripture, and if you pray in the wrong place, you're going to jail. For Vaughn's peaceful presence at this event, the Biden Department of Justice has levied him with charges that carry sentences up to 11 years in prison and fines of up to $260,000. That's where we are. I've asked myself several times as I've been following and researching this developing story, is this really happening in America? Yeah, it is. To say faith leaders are becoming concerned would be an understatement. They are. I'm not the only one talking about this, thankfully. Crampton says, ironically, the FACE Act was established to federalize and criminalize any interference with a person's attempts to attain an abortion. This is what it's about. If we can't push it through the legal system and get the Supreme Court to back us up, we will find other ways. We will weaponize our own Department of Justice, and we will get you. That's where it is. Some say the president is merely trying to uphold the law by taking these actions. That's nonsense. That isn't at all what's going on. They're trying to punish people in a way that will shut them up and make them go away and let the abortion industry thrive, making millions of dollars and ruining millions of women's lives, giving them regret and all kinds of of aftermath difficulties that are never discussed publicly in America. I believe there's more to come. I wish I could say otherwise, but I'll tell you, I think, in my mind, the LGBTQIA+, plus blah, 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 all of those letters and stuff they use, they're right behind. They're watching this, the activists. And believe me, there's more coming. They already claim the sin of Sodom, and, of Sodom and was not homosexuality, it was lack of hospitality. President Obama, when he was in 
in office, he referred to scripture that talks about same-sex relations as marginal and obscure. That's where we are today, and you can expect more, not less. We need to keep our eyes focused on the Lord, on his word, and trust the Lord and walk with him and be faithful. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow. Thanks for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.